0: Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. I'm excited to be joined by one of my clients, Pete, this week, who just graduated nursing school in August and got a CVICU nurse job. Uh, just right out of nursing school. And we started working together as he's been on orientation and he's been trying to overcome some doubts and anxiety that he's had towards the new position. And um, he gets to talk about a little bit of what coaching has done for him and why he chose CVICU and where he wants to be in the future. So I hope you guys enjoy my interview with Pete this week. Hey, Pete, thanks for joining me today. Uh, why don't we start out with just a little bit, telling everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do and kind of where you're from.
1: My, my name is Pete Vidal I'm a registered nurse in the cardiovascular intensive care unit. Um, I worked on the ambulance um, and I've, I've um, been in healthcare for around like 10 years or so.
0: Okay, and what kind of make you, what made you get into healthcare to begin with? And then also why um, CVICU, did you want to be there?
1: So initially I wanted to be in criminal justice, um, but then when I started studying the sciences and the human body, everything started to connect and make sense. And um, once I got into healthcare, I saw, you know, the effect that I had on people by helping them. So doing something that I love to do and that could help someone was just the perfect avenue for uh, my career.
0: Yeah. And then why specifically CVICU? Because I think it's important to know, like, um, you just graduated, right? Yes. What month did you graduate?
1: In August, like seven August. Yeah. And then
0: you got hired right into cardiovascular ICU, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, okay. So, so
0: tell us a little bit how you did that. Cause I think a lot of um, brand new graduates are nervous and think, okay, there's no way I can get into an ICU post nursing school.
1: Uh, well, and like so during nursing school, I was kind of dead set on the ER and uh, my clinical rotation for acute care was with the uh, open heart team in an ICU. Mm-hmm. So the first open heart, um, I got to see open heart recovery um, was just amazing. And everything that I had been learning as far as anatomy, you know, came together with that patient and also the critical thinking and the critical, the care aspect of it with the parameters and having a lot of um, leeway to make decisions as a nurse was, uh, like I said, it was, it was amazing. And yeah, I was a little nervous kind of going in straight into CVICU, but um, you know, I have a lot of great resources. The unit is awesome and just being able to continually learn. And this coaching has helped me to uh, gain confidence in being there.
0: Yeah, I, I guess we forgot to mention that. We, um, we're you're one of my clients. We work together. Um, We're kind of about halfway through working together, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But um, tell everyone kind of what you first came to me for, and um, we'll just kind of start there.
1: Uh, So, you know, um, like I said, I, I started in the the CVICU as a new grad. So. Um, I was on Instagram and I saw, you know, the, the flight nursing and then I looked at it and I was like, oh wow, you know, this is a, something that I, I think I could benefit from. So, you know, the timing of it was perfect. And usually when the timing matches with the resource, you know, that I feel like that's uh, uh, kind of God's way of putting things together. And um, so I contacted you, you know, we had our first session and, and you know, right away it was just um I felt like it was ex- exactly what I needed at this point in my career. So it's been good ever since. Yeah. I mean, okay.
0: helped yeah. Me out. and talk about like um, specifically what you kind of wanted help with. And you said you mentioned about the timing and you kind of starting that new job. Like, what was it that you were wanting um, coaching and mentoring with?
1: Um. So, yeah. So the coaching, I was looking for, I guess like um, like confidence in the knowledge that I already had and kind mm-hmm. of like what's my role in an ICU, you know, um, just someone that has critical care knowledge and mm-hmm. that can easily convey that information to me as a new grad because I was nervous about, you know, talking to the doctors, giving reports. Um, you know, I was very fixated on the the intricacies of like the charting and I was kind of losing the big picture of the critical care. So having having to like organize my day and, you know, it's helped me with all of it.
0: Yeah. And talk about, I guess, um, you know, sometimes, oftentimes people come to me for one reason and then it ends up being, they get something different out of it. And I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, what, how you feel about it. But I know that you wanted kind of help with confidence and getting your day situated um, in the day-to-day tasks of being a CVICU nurse. But um, is there anything else, you know, that that you've learned so far working together? I know we're still continuing to work together, but um anything that you could tell anybody else who might be um, kind of wondering like, what is coaching? Like what is life coaching? I've never heard of it before. Like what has it meant for you and what is kind of has it done for you?
1: Um, so, I mean, it's definitely helped me like what what we discussed with my work place, but also like in, you know, yeah, it's translated into my everyday life, you know, with, with even confidence and, and things I wouldn't normally try to do. And you've given, you know, I've gotten a lot of resources for just, you know, because it's, it's very, um, targeted toward the thought process, you know, the thinking and the, and the beliefs that I held. So having some awareness of the current beliefs and then having someone to help me uh, supplement those beliefs with something that's healthier has led to like an overall just healthier thought life for me uh, in work and outside. And uh, like, you know, I'm happier, I'm more easygoing (laughs) and uh, more uh, courageous and trying new things. So, yeah, it's translated to to a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I think like. it's impossible for us to really make sense of our own thoughts and that's what I love about coaching and that's why I have my own coach as well is that sometimes we get stuck in these um thoughts about ourselves and then we can just like ruminate about them for days and so that's why I love coaching and that those are the things that I bring to my coach weekly where I'm like gosh I can't get stuck out of this one thought that I'm having and it's so nice for someone to say okay look, these are the thoughts you're having. These are the choices that you have. And then let's go ahead and make a decision and get clarity and move forward. And so that's, I know what I get from it weekly. And and I've noticed a big shift in you too, not only I'm not having to ruminate so much about those thoughts, but now you have like a self-awareness of when they're coming. And you're not necessarily having to feel like you have to act on those things that are causing you anxiety.
1: Right. Yeah. I've been able to kind of separate you know, from the thoughts and the emotions and like be able to see like, oh, I can either go down the negative route or the positive route. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great to to, you know, I don't always choose the positive, but when I'm in the negative, it, it's it's a lot shorter time frame um, than it used to be for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's just realizing like it's okay to have the negative. like we can even have the negative and the positive together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like both of them. Like it's 50-50 no matter where we are. But um just noticing like, you know, we're one thought away from really getting ourselves out of sometimes that negative thought that keeps going through our head day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when you think about thoughts and like it just um pertaining to being a critical care nurse, like what are your thoughts about it having good thought work and um you know, maintaining a clear mindset during your shifts and being a critical care nurse?
1: Um, so, you know, you're into a lot of uh, conflict and a lot of uh, problems in the job. So, you know, the, the active choice of living in the solution instead of the problem is one of the one of the biggest things because there's just so much going on that it's easily, it's easy to get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with everything. But um, you know, like I said, there's always some solutions to problems, and there's always resources that I can uh, seek out. And uh, yeah, that's that's how, the, that's
0: how the yeah. What would you say to um, maybe new nurses out there who are really wanting to get into critical care um, and really wanting to get into ICU, but maybe have some self doubt about their skills because they're brand new? Or even just about doing the job, like what would you say to them, to those people who are interested but are maybe having some doubts about it?
1: I would definitely say that it's it sounds scarier than actually being there. And that typically in the ICU, you have such a great team of nurses around you that, you know, as a new grad, like the, you know, that's what I have found. Everyone is willing to help. I can ask questions to To any of my coworkers, and you know, I, I they'll they'll help me find the answer because I, I know you know critical care is something that that takes a team effort, and you know nurses know that it's it's not just you alone. So they want they want and they need people in critical care. So I would say just go for it and uh, keep that attitude of teachability and you know continually wanting to learn because it's going to be that's um, going to be very helpful. And yeah, just go for it. <laughs> I yeah. think anyone can do it. You know, it just, it sounds scarier than what it is.
0: And, and it's funny that you talked about, you know, wanting to go ER, but then you went ICU because I think a lot of people feel that way too. They're like, oh, I want to do ER, but then they end up going ICU. And of course I'm partial to ICU because I was an ICU nurse before. And I, I loved like my favorite part about it was just advanced hemodynamics and really just medications, the little tiny things that you do that can really affect the patient and their prognosis and the care that you give them. So that was one of my favorite things, like kind of what is your favorite part of um, being a critical care nurse?
1: Uh, Yeah, like, like you said, it was like the, I don't know, I guess like the immediacy of the interventions, you know, like, like my patient was in uh, AFib, RVR, I gave the digoxin and she converted to normal sinus, you know, within, within an hour and sustained it the whole shift. And then I had the other patient who was, you know, um, I was doing a spontaneous breathing trial and like we were checking ABGs. And it's, um, so yeah, like like just how quickly you can see what the effect that you're having on the patient and being the one to know like everything about the patient and giving the report to the doctors so that they can, you know, better uh treat the patient but but you're the one that's that's there all day yeah one-on-one yeah. on, one on one, two on you know two-on-one mm-hmm.
0: um, and then we did you do rotations then you did rotation in the er and then you did rotations mm-hmm. in the um icu when you were in nursing school right
1: yes so
0: you said you initially wanted to do er
1: mm-hmm.
0: then what kind of made you choose then to do icu go that route
1: well <clears throat> like i said i feel like I mean, the ER was—it's a lot of fun, and it's very fast-paced, and you see a lot of different patients. But then, like in the—you know—the ICU, it was more like, you know, everything came together. Like, I love anatomy and physiology. Mm-hmm. I love the way the human body works from the cellular level. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple of degrees: kinesiology, biology, and then uh, my bachelor's in nursing. So I love science, and. In the ICU, it was like, oh, my God. So the kidneys are affected, but, you know, this, the fluid balance, the fluid balance in the heart, the lungs, you know, the vasal activity of the depressors, the you know, all this stuff just just comes together and um, you have to be on top of it and you have to know, like, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. It's, it's not just reactive. I feel like you are kind of like reactive. You're like, oh, okay, you know, bleeding, stop the bleeding, airway, control the airway. You know, circulation yeah so that's why I liked it
0: yeah and I always tell people like especially new grads or people who are deciding between one or the other like go towards the thing that you're most interested in that that you want to learn more about um because I, I get asked a lot like especially if they do want to go the flight nursing route which way should I go and I just always point, point yourself in the direction that that interests you hmm. So what would you say um, to those people who are just like, should I do ER, should I do ICU? Like, I know you kind of answered a little bit about that before, but like, what was your thought process besides like, you really liked the anatomy of it of really um, buckling down and making the decision that you want to go ICU? I
1: guess. Well, because my, my goal is to be an open heart nurse. Like I want to do open heart recoveries Mm -hmm. and, you know, so so starting in the cardiovascular ICU was, was perfect. And Mm -hmm. in the, the, the the city I live in, I interviewed at all the major hospitals and it just so happened that the hospital that offered me the cardiovascular ICU also offered me the best contract. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it was just kind of, you know, I don't know, guided by the universe to where everything worked out the way, you know, it was supposed to, mm-hmm. and, but having the end goal of being an open heart nurse um, drew me to the, the CVICU. Um, I don't know what, I guess, like, so, so why did I, yeah, that's, that's why I changed, like, um, from okay. the, ER to the ICU.
0: Yeah, yeah, very different, and the patient,
1: yeah the patient ratio is great too so you're, you're two patients on one nurse and you know it's a lot to do with one patient but um and most of the time they're intubated they're sedated you know so it's not like the floor like I couldn't do floor nursing there's yeah. no
0: turnover is yeah. way different in the ICU than it is in the ER because right because they're just turning it over sending them out to the floors or discharging them home ICU we're we're rarely turning them over we're with that one patient or those two patients for the whole shift normally. Mm. And then most of the time we can go back our next couple of days and still with, be with the patient's same assignment.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I, if I work three days in a row, I usually get the same, the same two patients, you know, cause they're so, very sick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're really sick. And so I like that too, because you get that time to really get to know them and get to know like the little changes that you make in medications or the interventions that you do them, how much it really affects them. And then you kind of, sometimes if you're with them for a while, get to see the small changes and the small um, things that are going better for them that are getting them better, which is always nice to see too.
1: Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, so if you're like chasing the infection, you know, you're running the antibiotics and you're like, you know, you can see that the the infection subside and even seeing someone going from being intubated to being extubated and talking to their family. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like the best feeling right there. Yeah. It's like once all the issues start resolving and like they start waking up and they're starting, you know, they get discharged. It's like, Oh man, that's, yeah. that's really cool to see that you're a part of that whole process. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so I know we've been talking about recently, you're just coming off an orientation and you're getting ready to be out on your own. So what do you think has kind of um, like, when you think about your mentors or any advice that you've gotten, that's 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 gotten you to this point now, where you're clear to be a CVICU nurse to take on your own assignments. What advice? Um, what one piece of advice did you get that's really helped you get to this point?
1: Um. Well, to <laughs> to remain teachable, and to always uh, learn, to keep on learning. You know, if I don't know something, I look it up or ask someone. And also just to kind of, you know, things are going to come as they come. You know, there's so much to learn that I can't, you know, benefit myself by stressing out about something that I don't know. Like, it's just, it's experiential. You know, there's a conceptual knowledge and then experiential. I feel a lot of the knowledge I've acquired has been through experience and failures. So being okay with failing, knowing that it's a, a learning opportunity has, has probably been the, one of the single best um, pieces of advice I've gotten.
0: Yeah. And I love the thought too, like there's always something that we can learn. There's yeah. always something new. And, you know, the point where we think that we know everything or we know what to do, like that's the point where, where we become kind of dangerous, you know, because there is always something that we can learn every shift. <clears throat> So when you think about getting to this goal now of being um, an open heart nurse, like, what do you think you're going to have to do to get there and to be at that point at that level? And when do you see yourself there?
1: Oh, man, I, it's, yeah, it seems like, I'd probably say about two, uh, two years, maybe Mm -hmm. like, like one year to get my ICU feet kind of settled and then you know maybe a year and a half two years to to start doing open hearts I I know in my unit they train people at a year Um, so it's a possibility I could be ready but right now I don't feel ready
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay one step at a time then right but you know like I'm always like the way I coach is always like where do you see yourself in the future and how are you going to get there so I think it's good to start talking about and thinking about I think two years is a really good goal for that Yeah. So for people out there who are thinking about even being a nurse and are, you said that you've had previous degrees, um, and, and did previous things before, what would you say to the people who are wondering, like, is nursing for me? Should I go into nursing or not?
1: Um, what would I tell them? Well, it's, uh, it's an extremely rewarding job for sure. You, you, you cannot be in it for the money because you're not going to last very long. I know there's a lot of stuff in the, the news and everything, but you really do have to have that compassion and empathy for, for another person's life and just kind of treat people how you would treat your family member. Yeah. You know? Cause that's who I want taking care of my family is someone who's gonna, you know, treat my mom like it was their mom and, and go the extra mile to advocate for the patient. Cause that's what the nurse is, is there for that. We're the ones that kind of protect the patient and, um, like really, really take care of them.
0: Yeah. So Pete, we've talked a lot about mental health and mental wellness together and like really how important it is to have a really good mindset and thought work. Um, what's one thing that you've learned working together that, um, is poignant for you and 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 that you kind of take with you as you move forward now in this new venture of being on your own as a new nurse.
1: Um so (laughs) the the competing thoughts like because I I, I, kind of came into this as like I guess it's either one or the other. You know, I I either had to be um what like okay so so I can still be successful and have anxiety. Like for me, I was, I was like, man, I had to get rid of this anxiety in order for me to function properly. And that just, wasn't true. Like I, you know, I could have anxiety and still be successful. Yeah. So, so that's never occurred to me that I can have, you know, two seemingly opposite emotions at the same time. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing great, Pete. Like I've really enjoyed working together with you and I cannot wait to see like, how your career continues to go. And now you taking your patients on your own and just um, continuing to help you with that confidence and having those two opposing emotions, but still being able to be successful. Um, So I really appreciate, you know, you being on today and taking the time um, to really put in the work.
1: Well, thank you. You've helped me out a lot. And it's like I said, it's it's not only um, been for work, but it's like translated into my personal life towards like an overall healthier, healthier mindset. And um, yeah, I'm very happy. Very happy with it.
0: All right, Pete. Thanks so much for being on. We will talk with you next week.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: I loved the thought that he had at the end of our conversation about how he can have anxiety and still be successful. I think a lot of us live with this negative emotion and sometimes we act on it and we let it ruminate and take over the actions of how we move forward. But just realizing that we can feel those negative emotions and still be successful and not um, act on them is just something that I think he has been working so hard on and that every person um, is able to have that opportunity to have a negative emotion and still be successful, have doubt and still have confidence. Um, So if anyone needs help with that, feel free to book a consult with me and we can talk about what working together would look like. And I look forward to talking with you all next week. Bye.